Welcome to Life After Business, the podcast where your host, Ryan Tansom, brings you all the information you need to exit your company and explore what life can be like on the other side. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Life After Business podcast. This is episode 125. I hope everybody has enjoyed the holidays, whether it was full of family fun and some relaxation or lots of drama. We are rounding the corner to the end of 2018 and the beginning of 2019. This episode is going to be a little bit different because I don't have a guest. I'm just going to do a recap of 2018 from the podcast, kind of some of my takes on what has happened over the last year, and then also some preparatory work and some insights, hopefully for you, the listeners, as you're prepping for 2019, setting your goals and kind of analyzing what you're going to be focusing on. But first, I want to give a sincere thank you to you, the listener, and all the people that have been tuning in because it has been one heck of a year, and I've gotten random compliments via email, LinkedIn, that make this all worth it because it's really purely for the listeners that tune in so I can bring all the information that I wish I would have had, distill it down to something that makes sense for the people that do not play in the financial and capital markets all day long, or you've never sold a company and you're just out there searching for information. Because I remember what it was like just yesterday, five, six years ago, sitting down in front of my computer, wishing that there was someone to Google that could provide at least a little bit of overview and specific information and all the different options. So I really, really appreciate you listening in. And I love the fact that the podcast is actually picked up a lot of speed and popularity because I think at the beginning of 2018, we were averaging maybe 500 downloads per week per episode. And now per week per episode, we're averaging about 4,000 downloads and even hitting the upper end of seven or 8,000 downloads on a few different episodes. And I have to say, it's pretty remarkable. And I think the total downloads for the entire Life After Business podcast just hit over 200,000 since the original episode. So obviously people are liking it and I appreciate everybody tuning in. So what I'm going to do with this episode is I'm going to review the five principles of our growth and exit planning process. And then I'm going to pick a handful of podcasts from this 2018 season and how those podcast episodes relate to each one of these five principles and why you should go listen to them if you haven't so far. And then I'm going to leave you with a couple action items that will help you go into 2019 with clarity of the things that are important and what you should be doing now to increase the value of your company and be marching towards the exits and the value that you want to create for your company. And two quick updates before I jump into the episode. The first one being that we are hosting a Clarity Day workshop in the Twin Cities sometime in February or March. We have not landed on a date yet. So that is going to be a day-long workshop where we're going to have facilitators come speak on their areas of expertise on how to grow and exit companies. So if you're interested in that, make sure you reach out, shoot me an email, or go onto the GEXP Collaborative's website and drop us a note, and we'll put you on the waiting list because I think there'll be room for about 15, 20 people, and it'll be a jam-packed full day of all the different ways that you can grow and exit your company based on the five principles from Growth and Exit Planning Collaborative. And then the second update, I want to throw an offer and actually more of a question out there to you, the listeners, because over this last year in 2018, I've had a variety of entrepreneurs reach out and want to engage, need help, but are not ready to take on the big project of a growth and exit plan, or they don't have the budget for it, but they still need guidance and navigation through the entire jigsaw of how to grow, value, build, and then analyze all your exits and build your team. I'm willing to engage with five people one-on-one on a weekly and then monthly basis in order to make sure that they are focusing on the right things, that they're driving the right projects, and they're analyzing the different things that are coming across because the people that I've talked to, 
They got out of the blue offers that they didn't know how to analyze and how to put it into context. They're working on big projects in their company and they don't know if those projects are increasing the value of their company and how that will impact their eventual exit. They're analyzing different advice from all their different advisors, from the CPAs, the insurance, the wealth managers, the bankers, the different investment bankers, all these different people. And they just want to talk to someone that can understand the entire landscape, I'm willing to sit down and interview a handful of people that are willing to engage on a monthly basis and only five because I still have to build the business of Growth and Exit Planning Collaborative and then do all the keynotes and podcasts that I normally do. But I want to give everybody help and someone that's willing to invest their time and commitment to showing up and doing the things that we're talking about. I'd love to help and I'd love to see how this works because I think there's an opportunity here to get our team and our processes into the hands of more people and more entrepreneurs so they can understand the landscape and there's a way for us to scale the business through methods like this but I want to make sure that there's a viable business here and if there's up to five people that want to help be part of that first part of the process and understanding whether there's something here and is willing to talk with me I'd love to hear it and reach out to me on my email which is ryan at gexpcollaborative.com or go to our website gexpcollaborative.com and shoot me a note or just hit me up on LinkedIn if that's easier for you so without further ado here's my 2018 life after business podcast recap This episode of Life After Business is sponsored by GEXP Collaborative. Their proven process gives you clarity on all of your exit options and how those options impact your financial success, timing, and future happiness. Sell your company on your time frame to the buyer of your choice at the price you want. So to kick off the 2018 recap, I'm going to start off with the five growth and exit planning principles so we can put all of the different episodes that I'm suggesting you listen to in the context of how they fit into your growth and exit plan and the five principles you should be paying attention to at all times so you can go get what you want out of the business. The first one is What is your vision? What is your vision for the business? Is it a family legacy? Is it disrupting industry? Really, what is it that you want out of your business? Do you wanna make sure you're leading and making sure that you have a passion and purpose? Really identifying what it is that you want out of your company and the relationship that you have with your business is absolutely crucial before you do anything else. The second principle is, What are all the different financial targets you need to be monitoring? What is the income, the passive income that you need? So if you're making, call it 200 grand a year between salaries, distributions, and other income, what do you need to sell your company for net in order to maintain that lifestyle passively so you don't have to go get a job? So your business is gonna be worth some amount of money if you sold it after you pay down taxes, pay down debt, you're gonna put that into your personal balance sheet and hopefully you can maintain that level of income. So in the $200,000 example, you're gonna need at least $5 million in the market chugging away so you can pull 4% out of that, averaging about 200 a year. What does your company need to be worth? What is the valuation you're marching towards in order to hit those financial targets? The third growth and exit planning principle is what are the different exit options that are available to you? How many different ways you can sell your company, whether it's through an ESOP to your employees, selling all or some of your company to a private equity firm, whether it's doing a family estate plan and gifting it to the kids, whether it's an internal management buyout, a third-party competitor, there's a gazillion different ways to sell your company. And you need to make sure that you understand how each of these ways and each exit option impacts when and how you get your money, what your company's actually worth, and what the relationship you're gonna have with your business is going to be post-closing. So 
Are you going to have to be an employee? Are you going to have to be working there? Are you going to have a lot of risk and a lot of control afterwards? Really understanding what you want will then help drive you towards the exit that it makes most sense for you. The fourth growth and exit planning principle is the different value and growth drivers. So there are specific things in your company and that will increase the value that you get for your company, increase the multiple that someone pays or increases how much money and cash you get up front. Making your company as transferable as possible, making sure you have intrinsic return on equity for anybody will allow you to then pick the exit option that's most advantageous to the things that you want. Are you building reoccurring revenue? Are you decoupling yourself from the day-to-day business? Are you making sure you've got an executive team? There's a lot of different ways to maximize the value of the company that is not just top line revenue and bottom line profits. And the fifth growth and exit planning principle is your team of advisors. What team do you need to sit at the table with that will maximize and optimize the outcome that you're driving for, making sure you've got a tax advisor, financial advisor, a banker, an insurance advisor, broker, an attorney, all these individuals will help maximize the value of your outcome because they're driving towards your plan instead of you being dictated and you being driven based on recommendations, products, and services that people are specialists in. So you will be the one driving the plan because you've assembled the team and the entire outcome that you're marching towards. So if you haven't heard that before, if you haven't seen those principles on the on the Growth and Exit Planning Collaborative website, Check it out on the website. We've got our five principles graphic. We've got our process. But I hope if there's one big takeaway, you're going to hear a couple different episodes that you might not have listened to. You're going to go back. You're going to listen to it. And you're going to understand based on the five principles how that episode is important, how that guest story impacts the five principles, and how that is put into perspective of your own situation because your situation is different than everybody else's out there. So if you understand the five principles, you'll be able to look at the world from a different lens. There's a lot of different episodes that really touch on the first principle of what is your vision, but I'm only going to pick a few episodes that I think you should go back and listen to that relate to each of the five principles. The first episode that I really highly suggest you go back and listen to is episode 89 with Sherry Deutschman. I met Sherry at the Ernst & Young's Entrepreneur of the Year Award. She had built a amazing business that was doing 30, 40 million dollars plus in revenue. I can't remember what the exact amount was. She netted millions and millions and millions of dollars after she sold to a private equity firm. But there is a lot of things that she wishes she would have done differently. And one of the things is because of how much she realized that she loved her employees and loved leading. The episode is called Employees Are What Make a Company Valuable because she built a business that was so people-centric. She had her personal identity intertwined with the business business. She was an amazing leader. She was changing employees and customers' lives because of how she ran her company. And Sherry really didn't understand the ramifications of what it was going to be like to not have a company anymore because she was not able to have the leverage of her infrastructure and her cash flow machine to make the changes in the magnitude that she was normally doing it once she sold. She has a lot of money, but you can hear in the episode her reflection of what it was like after she sold and the epiphany she had where she said that she wishes she would have been the one acquiring because she was the one that was actually changing lives instead of just having a financial decision. So the second episode that I think you should go listen to that expands on this point is episode 98 with Arlen Sorensen. If you're familiar with the Manage IT space, you'll know that Arlen is kind of like a god. He created HTG Groups, which is a community of 
manage IT companies that all share their intentions, their valuations, their best practices. And he created this amongst him buying and rolling up multiple managed IT companies. And then he actually just recently sold HTG to the powerhouse ERP system in the industry called ConnectWise. And he's just really all around done a lot of things right and is a guiding North Star for many people in the industry and for anybody else that wants good advice. And the episode is titled, Build a Platform and Run the Business Like You're Selling Tomorrow. And the reason I love Arlen's episode and why it relates to the vision principle is because his whole deal is intentionality. He wants you understanding what your company needs to be worth, what kind of legacy you want to be building, and what you want to do afterwards as a whole package. And this whole episode is about how he grew and bought multiple companies and sold it all with intentionality because he had his vision crystal clear and he's got a bunch of great gold nuggets in there of what you should be thinking about to put everything into perspective. Many, many of the interviews that I give with any of the entrepreneurs who have sold their companies touch on the vision because a lot of people didn't think ahead of time before they sold their company. So just look for that tidbit if you're ever going back and listening to any of the episodes about what are people's intentionalities as they're growing and selling their companies. The second principle and a couple of the episodes that I think you should go back and listen to that relate to your financial targets are pretty easy to identify. The first one would be Episode 109 with Brandon Wood. He is a partner at GXP Collaborative and also an owner of Solidity Financial Wealth Management. And Brandon breaks down how the value of your company fits into your lifetime cash flow and how to take your stocks, your bonds, your savings, your rental income, your business, salaries, distributions, and actually figure out this jigsaw puzzle. How do you identify your lifetime cash flow? How do you identify what your company needs to be worth? And what kind of risk are you actually taking to provide yourself with that return on equity of having your capital stuck in your company? That episode is titled, How Much Do You Need to Sell Your Company For? The Goal, Lifetime Cash Flow. Then naturally, the next best episode in your financial targets to listen to would be episode 114 with Brandon Hall, who has done over 140 business valuations. And the title is called Business Valuations Deep Dive with a Certified Business Valuator. And it's just a great episode where Brandon and I just dive into and peel apart what does it mean to value a company? What are the comparables? How do you determine a multiple? How do you determine what a business valuation is compared to a certified valuation? We just really debunk or I should say demystify what are business valuations. And the reality is if you go listen to this, it's not as complicated as you think it should be. So if you listen to this one, you'll be able to understand how business valuations are happening from an SBA loan perspective to internal management buyouts to third parties and really kind of getting a handle on what is a valuation like? How does it actually present information to yourself, to potential buyers? And it'll give you the ammunition you need to start making your decisions on how much you need your company to be worth. And that's why the third best episode to listen to for this year to identify your financial targets would be Episode 115 with Ryan Turbis, which is titled Taxes and Selling a Business, How to Calculate Net Proceeds. And I absolutely really loved this episode because not only is Ryan a good friend of mine from college, but he is one of the head CPAs in M&A at a large CPA firm here in the Twin Cities. But we break it down to the bare bones of what you're going to actually walk away with and how much money you'll put in the bank after you sell. Lots of taxes to consider, lots of debt that you're gonna have to repay potentially. 
and then plugging that number into your equation of the passive income and your balance sheet and then backing into what you need your company to be worth and how you should structure the deal and what kind of flexibility you're going to have to be picking your different exit options based on how much money you need up front versus what you're actually willing to take over time. Great episode, especially one of the ones that I wish that I would have known prior to selling because of how much freaking money we left at the table because of not doing this right and not having the right advisors like Ryan sitting at the table with us. That leaves us on to the third principle of your exit options. And I have interviewed a lot of different advisors or people that have gone through different various exits over this last year. So I'll tee up a couple of my favorite that have good stories and also some technical advice that you'll be able to go back and dive into. The first one that I absolutely loved, which is to date the most downloaded episode with close to 10,000 downloads, uh, even in the last half year, is episode 103 with Mike O'Neill from Stone Arch Capital. The episode is titled Private Equity Recapitalization, How It Works. And I can tell why it's one of the most downloaded episodes because Mike and I are able to dissect what the heck is private equity. The episode answers different questions like, how do they make their money once they buy the company? How do they actually purchase it? So how much money are you gonna be able to get upfront versus how much equity are you gonna have to roll into it? What's it like to work with them post-closing? What are the different variations of reasons that you would want to sell to them? How many private equity firms are there in the U.S.? There's just so much in this episode in layman's terms. So you don't have to be a financier in order to understand this episode. And if you are even marching towards the private equity world, listen to this episode because he explains what it is that they like in companies, why they would pay more money, and what are the different red flags that they might see. Tons of great information in this episode. If you're thinking you're maybe going to go the route of an ESOP or if you've been hearing about this employee stock ownership program called an ESOP, the episode that you need to listen to from this year is episode 113 with Daniel Goldstein, who has been all over the world in financing from family offices to big investment companies and landed at a company where he has been managing a 134-year-old employee stock ownership program or an ESOP, a company that has been around for that long owned by their employees. We talk about all the different ways an ESOP facilitates wealth generation for the employees, for the owners, how the succession plan works, the different complications of the compliance and the valuations. It just is an amazing episode that comes from a narrative and a story about how Daniel and their company is marching to be around forever because they are using the tax advantages, the succession planning and employee advantages to building a company that can last for generations and then also helping save companies that are in rural areas where they don't want to move those companies out of town because it would destroy communities and they're rolling them up into the family so that way Everybody is able to reap the benefits of the tax advantages that the government has given us for this employee stock ownership program and is in a place that the culture naturally adheres to people working together, collaborating because they're all trying to generate wealth and productivity and good services to the people that they work for. So I really, really suggest you listen to this episode if an ESOP is anywhere in the realm of your imagination or potential exits. And on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, if you're looking at a family transition or you're in a family business, I highly recommend you listen to the episode 121 with Tom Deans, which is titled Why You Should Sell the Family Business. And Tom has a completely 
different opinion of a family business than anybody else that I've heard. He suggests that you have to sell the family business no matter what. Three generations of his family have all owned companies and each generation sold that business and he and his dad sold their company for a lot of money and he suggests that you have to sell the family business to the right buyer for the right price in order to maintain family harmony and to actually preserve that business and for the wealth that you've created to be harvested which is counterintuitive to everybody that has heard everything about gifting and estate planning and all these different things that are driven at family businesses because of the stats of the how many companies fail the each time they get passed on to a generation and Tom argues that selling the family business is the right way. I'm not saying that I 100% agree. I do believe that a lot of his points are amazing and that if you're doing the right mechanisms in estate planning and gifting, you can actually sell to the right person. But I wholeheartedly agree that you have to sell to the person that is capable of running and building that family business to continue to have that wealth grow and maintain itself over time. And that too often the tax man, which is the tail, wags the dog because everybody's trying to avoid taxes when they don't realize the value that they're missing out on and the detriment to the business by selling it to the wrong person. So if you're in a family business, highly recommend you listen to this one. There's lots of gold nuggets and it's even provocative and it's a good conversation starter for you and your family if you're in a business together. Moving on to the fourth growth and exit planning principle, which is growth and value drivers. I have to suggest the one and only John Warlow's episode who wrote the book Built to Sell. His episode is 116 and it is titled Eight Ways to Increase the Value of Your Company. And normally I don't think I have to give an introduction to John, but he is one of the fathers of this whole value building industry as he wrote the book Built to Sell, which is a narrative about a gentleman that went to go sell his company and realized it was worth nothing, even though they were doing $5 million in revenue because he found out that it was not transferable. It was all reliant on himself. And he just got hit in the head because he wasn't building a machine that was transferable cash flow. So John and I go back and forth about a lot of the different eight key drivers, how to create predictable and sustainable cash flow that will increase the multiple you get to any buyer that you want to sell your company to. Absolutely a must listen to if you want to maximize the value of your company, making sure you're doing the right things in your company to get the exit that you want and the price that you want. The next episode is the flip side of that, which is valuing a business from the buyer's perspective, which is the name of the episode and is episode number 91 with Bobby Kingsbury at MCM Capital and they are a private equity firm. And I interview Bobby about what it looks like from him and his perspective as they're analyzing deals and analyzing companies, what it's like in due diligence, why are they valuing a company and why would they buy it and how do they plan on making their money? So what are the red flags that that they see from a buyer's perspective that sellers are trying to do, what are the things that they immediately are concerned about if they're not being done inside of a company. So it's great for you, the listener, to understand what buyers are looking for because it should be built to sell regardless of whether you're selling it or not because anybody like Bobby or any other third party is gonna come knock on your door and they're gonna be tearing through your due diligence and your financials and your business looking for these red flags. So fix them first, understand what they're gonna be looking for and build the company that's worth selling to someone at some point so you can get the price that you want. Absolutely a blast. Bobby is hilarious 
hilarious. Loved our banter back and forth. You're going to learn a ton. And hopefully, if you're lucky, you could sit across from a buyer like Bobby because they're forgiving and he's human. But there's a lot of buyers out there that are not as human and you should be ready and you should be doing these things ahead of time. And if you're building a valuable business, you have to be running on an operating system, whether it's EOS, also known as Traction, or it's Gazelles scaling up, or OKRs. You have to be running some sort of management system where everybody's speaking the same language and analyzing projects the same way and running meetings the same way. The episode 85 with Mike Payton, who wrote Get a Grip with Gina Wickman, the creator of Traction, and is also the president of EOS Worldwide, was on the show. And he explains how entrepreneurs are getting a grip on their business and making it manageable so everybody is running in the same direction, rowing in the same direction, and then getting and accomplishing the projects that they want to be doing in ridiculous time frames and also decoupling the owner from the day to day. It's absolutely amazing. And Bobby originally said in our podcast episode that they will pay more for companies running traction because these people know they got their shit together because people aren't arguing over little things and everybody's got a system on how they make decisions and how they communicate inside their company. Absolutely a must listen to and a must read to go get the book, figure it out and start running your company on some sort of management system. Absolutely one of the biggest takeaways if you are not so far. On to the fifth principle, and I will keep this short because you're probably already exhausted if you're still sticking with me, and that is your team of advisors. And I think a couple of the best episodes you need to listen to are from the investment bankers who swoop in, sell the company and swoop out, and so they're able to see who has amazing advisors and how the lack of good advice will absolutely blow up deals. So if you're going to listen to any episode on your advisors and what investment bankers do, it would be episode 99 with Mark Jordan, who is the owner of Vericor and been in investment banking for almost 30 years selling companies above 2 million in EBITDA. And that episode is titled how to hire an investment banker and sell your company. Mark is amazing. We walked through the entire process of building the due diligence, building the pitch book, going to market, analyzing the deals and selling the company and how all the advisors and coordinating all the tax, the legal, the finance, the insurance, the deal structure is all so important. And it's actually not the technical expertise and duties of the investment banker to do all that stuff. You still need all these advisors. So Mark's advice about how to coordinate all these people and then build the business that you want to go get it to market the way it should be actually marketed is so huge. And another investment banker that was on the show, his name was Dave Copy. And Dave is in, in the business of selling IT and software companies been doing it for many decades and has a lot of the same sort of stories of why companies aren't getting the prices that they should be, what what they should be doing to build the value of the company and all the preparatory work that they need to be doing to building their team to going and getting the price that they want. Because these investment bankers end up having to represent poorly executed advice, even though they're not responsible for building the tax plan or building the financial plan or building the insurance plan. So they get to see what is really coming out of the woodworks when they're actually trying to market a deal and how that impacts the ability of that seller to get the money that they need at the end of the day. Again, that episode is episode 120 and the title is called How to Play the M&A Game. 
de-risking building value and selling a company. And the other episodes that I already mentioned with Brandon Wood on the financial planning, then Ryan Turbis on the tax planning, and then there's another one which is with Chris Steffel, and that is episode 108, and it's titled Protect the Value of Your Business, how to use insurance in your exit plan. And we dive into how insurance is an actual mechanism in a plan and nothing should be driven based on someone trying to sell you product. So there's amazing ways to net more money, how to keep your executives on board when you sell the business using insurance vehicles where you're not trying to use it as quote unquote a savings vehicle, but it's used as a mechanism to protect the value of your business and use it to facilitate the transition to a third party using creative stay bonuses, etc. There's a lot of different people and pieces of technical advice that you need during your ability to grow and exit your company. But I think if there's one big takeaway is if you know where you're going, why and what you need, then you can start hiring the people that fill in the gaps instead of having someone dictate all of your outcomes because they have a perspective from the legal perspective or from the tax perspective or from the investment banker or broker who's trying to sell your company. The advisors should not dictate your plan. They should be team members within your plan that is going going to the places that you want to go for the reasons that you want. So if you were able to stick in there and were actually curious and listening to all the different episodes that fit within the five principles, I appreciate it. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate your loyalty. And I hope that I'm bringing value to you so that way you can go in to 2019 with clarity on what you want, why you want it, what you're trying to get, and you have intentionality behind this and that life and business aren't just happening to you. You're sitting in the driver's seat. If you're interested in being one of the five people that is individually engaging with me, reach out because I'm assuming that they're going to be filling up faster. At least the interviews that are going to be going through are going to be in the first part of January in order to kick everything off. Otherwise, if you're just trying to do a little bit more research, go on to GEXP Collaborative's website. We have more material than you would know what to do with. We've got the ultimate guide of building the value of your company. We've got the ultimate guide of your internal exit options, your external exit options, and tons of blogs and podcasts for you to fill your head with so that way you can control the outcome and the destiny that you want. Thank you very much for tuning in there for 2018. I'm looking forward to a good 2019. So with that, I'm out and I will see you in the new year.